welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you about them. I'm your host, Albie Hunk Tears, and I am joined today by Danielle Riendo, the top chief of Fanbyte, and Merritt K, <laughs> who is also in charge of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Yep. Accurate. Accurate. How are you both doing today? <laughs> you know, excited to talk about yeah. this movie. <laughs> right? I am. Danielle and I watched this movie like uh, last night, and uh, I feel like I can't remember how much of it actually happened and how much of it was like a fever dream that I had last night. Yeah. Also accurate, accurate. (laughs) I watched it first thing this morning. Good. Which is sure is a way to start your day. Uh, We are talking about the 1999 black comedy Jawbreaker, uh, (laughs) written and directed by Darren Stein. Uh, This is all from Wikipedia. Yes. Film stars Rose McGowan, Rebecca Gayhart, and Julie Benz as girls in an exclusive clique in their high school. Charlotte Ayana has a non-speaking cameo (laughs) role as the murdered fourth member of their group. Yeah, you're no shit. This film was inspired by the 1988 film Heather's and is often compared to it, <laughs> particularly the plot involving a female popular clique and the ostensibly accidental killing of one of its members. Yep. Oh boy. Yep. So, uh, just for context, yes, I, I was tasked with hosting this episode because watching this movie was my idea. <laughs> um, because I saw it in 1999 when it came out sure. in theaters when I was Wait, nine years okay, old. Okay, I was going to ask, how? because I am the oldest person here, and I was 15 when this came out. I was in high school. I s- saw this with my mom. I was nine. Oh, wow. This, I feel like this movie is so much more fucked up than Heather's on so many levels, actually. Well, well maybe. Okay, like, Christian Slater's character aside, this movie is way more fucked up than Heather's. Christian Slater's character is debatable. He might be more fucked up than all of this, maybe, but whatever. It's fine. Um, Yeah, that was like the first thing I wanted to ask was like, how old was everybody when they first watched? I only first watched it last night, uh, but I was aware of this. Like I was a high school kid when this came out. I remember this coming out and I remember it being a big deal, mostly because Rosa McGowan and Marilyn Manson were a couple and they, they have a, you could call it a coupling in this movie together. So that was like the thing everybody talked about in 1999, at least as I remember it from, you know, 3,000 years later. (laughs) Well, in fourth grade, uh, no (laughs) one was talking about this movie. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you have So it's good to know what the teens were talking about. Like, did you, were you like going to your mom like, what, what's with the popsicle? Like, what's what's going on, mom? Like, what's happening here? I don't know. I should ask her. I should be like, my mom, do you remember going to take me to see Jawbreaker <laughs> when I was nine? Uh, I, I think I, I don't know. I had a vague understanding of, I knew what a blowjob was. Sure. I mean, sure. I knew about that. It's more like so it made sense the that power like, dynamics, I guess, that are interesting about that, but it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, that made sense to me. Yeah. Okay, all right. The power dynamics made sense to me. You as probably a, were more... Like, as a bullied child. Oh. The, the, the I was like, Aww. okay, cool. It's fine. Yeah. Merritt, was this your first time? Was this your first viewing also? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... 
only barely remember hearing about this film when it came out. Um, so I would have been somewhere between the fourth grade and high school uh, <laughs> right. when this one came out. And um, yeah, wow. I don't know. Because um, I'm trying to think other films that came out around the same time that I did see mm. um, that were kind of similar. So Bring It On was like pretty close. Yes, to this. Definitely. And Bring It On feels like it was made on another planet because in comparison to this movie, Bring It On feels like uh, like a coherent, normal film. Yep. Like it, yeah. it has a plot. It has Gabriel Union. It has Eliza Dushku. It just, it has a an arc to it that's more just like, oh, high school cheerleading. That's a thing that still exists. Whereas this movie is just like, it's a time capsule of one week in 1999. Um, (laughs) and uh yeah I think this it came out around right around the time when I was like you know when you're like in middle school or sorry junior high oh either yeah either and uh you said middle school and you said middle school okay cool yeah uh and you're like oh I wonder what it's like being like a big kid and being like in high school and like like being on TV, like, like the high school kids I see on TV and being like an adult and stuff and like what oh like going to parties and things like this is this movie is what I thought that would be like. <laughs> really, uh, this is what you thought high school would be like. Well, this is one of those films where I would have seen it and been like, wow, wow, yeah, uh, this is deranged, and I can't like I'm not sure whether I'm excited or terrified that this is what high school is going to be like. And then, of course, the reality is much more mundane and crushingly boring uh, than that. And depressing. Yeah. And depressing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there are there are many fewer uh, uh, Taming of the Shrew style or Pygmalion style kind of transformations of uh, nerd to popular in high school than I was led to believe yeah. by uh, yeah. by film. That is true. That really never happens. Doesn't happen that often. I don't know that I've ever heard of it actually happening for real, but it's such an enduring fantasy, I think, which is why it's such a popular uh, concept for teen movies. It's in Clueless quite a bit too, isn't it? Um, yeah, they transform yes. Which time. is Emma, right? Basically, yeah. Because I know Clueless, like there were so yeah. This whole era is so weird. Um, Does Emma have a a big like makeover montage though? I mean, not as great as I mean Clueless. (laughs) Actually, like if we're talking about this era, which by the way, like half the time I was watching this movie, I thought it was from five years earlier than it actually was. Oh wow! Like for for some reason, to me, ninety nine is like Buffy's in full swing. Actually, like pretty far into Buffy. It's like Farscape has started by this point. Boy, okay, sorry. This is like really putting me where I lived and what I was watching at the time. But like, to me, this feels like an earlier era of teen movies that are making fun of high school. Like at this point, we've already had Can't Hardly Wait and we've had the whole slew of like Shakespeare and or um, Jane Austen adaptations of teen movies and all of that stuff. And this is this is pretty far after all of that. Like, this is almost 2000 at this point. So this almost feels like a throwback to, like, mid or early 90s, almost. Like, with how candy-colored and how, like, extreme and how wacky mm. a lot of the presentation was. So, yeah, I was watching this whole thing. I was like, yeah, 1994, maybe 95. And then I saw 99. I was like, oh, my God. That actually 
is weird to me. Like it's almost a weirder throwback even further back than it actually is from today. Like this movie's only, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to do math in my head. It's, it's 20 years old. That. Yeah. It's, it's this, this movie is like just over 20 years old. And like, I thought it was almost 30 years old, <laughs> which Heather's is like the movie that this basically is. Yeah. This is like, a, again, slightly more, 90s cool or like 90s edgy version of Heather's like that's the plot which I guess we should talk a little bit about the plot the first scene like the first scene in the movie is like some voiceover uh, about how cool these cool girls are except for you know Liz Purr is the nice cool girl who helped the nerd with her books one day when she dropped her books and then we have this truly wild scene where her other cool girl friends gag her with a jawbreaker tape her mouth tie her up, put her in the trunk of a car and realize they accidentally killed her. And that's like how this begins. Like this is how the movie begins. Yeah. In the first like four minutes, a yeah, main character is dead. Yeah, it's so fast. <laughs> it's like so yeah. quick. The pacing of this film, especially the first half, is just deranged. Because yeah. like- The pace, yes. It seems like that should take at least 10 minutes, but it's like almost immediate. And then like, this, this film doesn't skip a beat. Like none of the characters are like truly freaking out. Like- um, Rebecca Gayhart's character is uh, is kind of and like that's her whole thing throughout the whole movie is she like defects from the group but like the way that they react to the idea it, it reminds me of Heather's where just like Heather's yes. to me is like this yeah. alternate reality where like oh people just people die when they are killed um, <laughs> but it's like not that big a deal yeah, it's like you're people, fine with it yeah it's like oh yeah no that sucks but it definitely happens all the time uh, and this movie feels like that too because they're yeah. just like, oh no, we killed our best friend. Well, I'm not going to jail for this. I'm going to like, it's we'll make up some weird story. Uh, and like Rose McGowan's character just like doesn't display emotion in this film <laughs> ever. She just displays uh, hunger and thirst like for various things. Like she just wants power. She's just she like just a wants kind of vaguely sex. evil yeah. bisexual. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh yeah, it's 100%. uh, who just her lines. She has some this, good lines, and the way she delivers them. Yeah, some like there are a few times where I feel like I'm watching some like fucked up edit of like a 1930s comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> when she's like delivering oh, like these like really 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 comedy? fast lines. Yeah, like a screwball comedy. I'm like, <laughs> versus, like, yeah, is this like Rosalind Russell? Like, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> Like no, like the realism is out the window. It oh, is yeah. a fever dream. Yeah. yeah, the pacing is bananas. The is like the look is this like the whole vibe of it is this like '90s kitsch aesthetic. Yeah, but it's like just, like very saturated. Um, and then it there's parts that like look like a music video. Um, yeah, there's like a couple of scenes where maybe like three scenes where it goes into this like weird alternate, like dream world, mm-hmm. which right. uh, is very good. Like those are my favorite parts of the movie because they yeah. just like fucking go wild with it. So there's the part where they do Fern's makeover and there's like these just random people there, like saying things to her as they like Speaking dye her hair. Yeah, yeah. Doing some yeah. kind of weird, like black lodge shit of just like, <laughs> just like, Oh, we color the hair to hide the age. We color the hair. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's the part where the uh I actually really like this shot. I thought it was really great where the parents walk into yeah. the their dead kids room 
And then instead of just like screaming or something, it immediately cuts to like this blue toned scene of like the cops walking around in the room. And the camera angle just like can't weirdly. Like it just yeah. kind of goes off kilter. And it's, yeah, there are just points where it feels like the camera in this movie is on whatever drugs the people who wrote this movie were on. And like, it just it just shows what this movie mm-hmm. kind of wanted to be. I think, I mean, at least that's my read, that like the people who made this wanted to make something like truly almost like avant-garde or like pop avant-garde in, in the way like these I, I agree with you. These are my favorite parts of the movie too, like that morgue makeover, and also the Marilyn Manson sex scene with him in a fucking oh my god leisure suit, like a leisure suit, and definitely like a fake like drag mustache, like <sighs> no question. Like the way some of this stuff was shot looks amazing. Like it looks incredible and wild and so much fun to look at. And like I was just sitting there laughing and enjoying that, and I kind of wished it didn't just go back to being like a Heather's ripoff and it just would indulge entirely in this wild shit a little bit. I mean, if Jawbreaker was a good movie, I feel like it would be, but I'm a cheerleader's evil cousin. Yes. Yes. Like it's that same, like end of the nineties, beginning of the two thousands, like kitschy, like brightly colored, campy aesthetic with like, everybody's a cart. Everything's over the top. Everything's cartoony. Um, It's like, and it's like camp, 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 camp. But Jawbreaker's, like, not very good. That's the problem. <laughs> and that's where it kind of falls apart. Yeah. Um, because, I, like, I, yeah, I, the, 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 like, the filmmaking, like, the fucking production design. This, like, the the bedrooms are immaculate. Yeah. Um, like, Fern's horse figurines by her bed. Yes! Like, there are all these, like, tiny details. Rebecca Gayhart has this weird lamp that looks like a butt plug. Like, yep. the... The costuming is fantastic. Um, The casting is incredible. I mean, so there's a there's this uh, question in the notes, which is what's your favorite line in the movie? And my favorite line is the entire scene that is Judy Greer and and Pam Greer. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. In a movie together talking about a hot girl's moles. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that entire sequence. Well, I mean, like, I, I I don't know. This is such a complete uh, example for me. And we can, I guess we can go more into the plot, too. But this is such a perfect example for me of, like, everything seemed right except for the script. Like, you yeah. know, like you're saying, great casting, great production design, some, like, genuinely great cinematography. And, like, the actual direction in each scene is kind of great for an over-the-top, wild whatever the fuck they're doing here but like it just doesn't fit together like it's there are pieces of a different jawbreaker like all together and it's like an incomplete piece of candy if that makes sense um yeah i I guess we should discuss like okay pam greer comes in as detective veracruz which is great uh also like liz purr and fern um mayo like the fucking names alone are really good like these are just cartoon names and that's fun and that's very good uh, but yeah like obviously there's a murder obviously uh uh pam greer is a cop and the main sort of i guess inciting incident uh for most of what the plot becomes especially kind of the makeover and everything like that is that fern takes home liz's homework and she sees uh the mean girl trio basically making it look like okay so sorry content warning putting a content warning here for sexual assault um 
they try for some reason Courtney the main evil girl thinks it would be great to basically like make it look as if um, Liz was assaulted uh, and like oh let's fake that they'll all believe it because she's the perfect teen like they'll believe it no matter the evidence just because she's so perfect and she's so great and she's so nice blah 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 blah. it'd be like the teen dream being taken you know whatever I forget the exact line but that's why she thinks it would work and it looks like that's going to work for a lot of the movie which I guess provides most of the commentary uh, if, if that's going to basically exist here uh, but yeah that's that's what gives us uh, this main incident here and one of the girls decides to have a conscience and <laughs> Fern takes her place has the makeover that we had mentioned and now we've got the four mean girls uh, back at it again uh, or sorry the three mean girls back at it again except for now Fern is one of the mean girls uh, so then <laughs> we go on there is a romance subplot that I think doesn't need to be in this movie and this movie doesn't even need to be 87 minutes it could have been like 67 minutes without this god it felt so much longer than 87 minutes i know <laughs> like yeah it wasn't it's not i didn't hate it i gave it three out of yeah. five stars on letterbox which is pretty good but yeah yeah that oh, it was long and uh the, the romance subplot is weird too because then by the end of the movie it's like not really clear what is happening with the three of them, like, are they? Yeah. But um, at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And he just looks like, um, Ethan Hawke, but I guess it would have been like several years younger. Again, this is again why I f- kept fucking thinking this movie is from the early to mid nineties. But like, he just has that pretty boy, long haired boy mm-hmm. like look from the nineties. Like he listens to a lot of Nirvana. He drinks a lot of Starbucks, like he's moody, he has thoughts, he's a drama boy. So there's a lot of like really ill-placed and stupid gay jokes about him, even though he's not queer. Um, but they're also just like, who cares if he is? He's like, like basically his purpose is to be a decoration for you Yep. Um, for social status. And it like doesn't matter. Um, it's like the way that Courtney talks about the, the, Dane, the football man, as well. Yes, and, uh, Dane, she's the like, jock. He's just like a he's just like a a piece of nostalgic decoration that probably won't even stand the test of time. Like, <laughs> who cares? His job is to be prom king. What he does after prom, I don't care. Honestly. Also, yeah, Dane, the jock. Okay, so this yeah. the whole movie is just like basically it's um it's a Mean Girls, right? Courtney, it's is, a Mean Girls. Yeah, Courtney yeah. is the the queen bee and kind of terrorizes everyone people run out of the bathroom when when she and her like crew go in teachers sort of seem to just like bend to their will um yeah judy Greer, i think is just high all the time and just kind of lets things happen so yeah she's very spacey she's like a very (laughs) yeah she's she has like the the sort of like thick frizzy hair she dresses kind of like dumpily um but then her true beauty is revealed, um, which <laughs> and her bitch license plate, her bitch <laughs> license plate. Also, yeah, Judy Greer. Wow, I don't remember yeah. the last time I saw her in a movie um, because mostly what I've seen her in over the last decade or so is Archer. Yep, uh, which she's, she's, she's great in. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing. Um, she plays uh, what's her name? Oh, uh, um, why can't I think of her name? Why is this so hard? Uh, Judy Greer. 
I'm like picturing the damn character. Um, because she has like three different names. That's the reason. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I'm like, it's Cindy G- slash uh, Cheryl. Cheryl slash Cindy slash. Right, it's Cheryl Tunt, but yeah, she also goes by ten other names. So it's yeah, 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 yeah. God, um, she was also God. Kitty Sanchez on Arrested Development. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, Charlene when she becomes a country singer. Right, uh, right, right. She's Carol briefly when Archer, I think, just starts calling her Carol. Right. Um, There's yeah. like three other C names, I feel like, throughout yes. the run yeah. that she just goes by. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she like kind of rapidly becomes like more evil uh, than the other two, kind of. Not really. It would have been maybe more interesting if that's what had happened, if she had really sort of like gone off the rails and like overpowered them. Yeah. But she's really quickly brought back down to size when Courtney just Xeroxes posters of her in her old look that says, who is Violet all over the school, oh, yeah. which is like a wild thing to do because I feel like people's reactions are just like, oh my God, she used to look like that instead of just like, who is this maniac posting <laughs> posters around the entire school? Right? <laughs> Also, um, can we just talk about how her name becomes Violet? Violet, V-Y-L-E-T-T-E. <laughs> and um, the scene when that name is introduced is a lot because it's one of the first times that, well, no, not really the first time, but it's one of many times that Courtney's character is just like, uh, there's like sexual overtones in this whole movie. Yeah. From like. No. No. <laughs> from Fern's. Like the way that Fern talks about uh, Liz. Like the very first thing she says when she's like asked to uh, take her her notes over. She's like, oh, you mean meow? And uh, Carol Kane, who is here. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit. Which yeah. we forgot to mention. Carol Kane is here, everybody. Yeah. She's so good. She's very she's good. She's so good in this. Uh, so Carol cool. Kane is like, meow. What do you mean? And she's like, oh, Liz is the cat's meow. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, wow. And then like the way she's talking when she's like at the door, like, hi, Liz. My name is Fern Mayo. You, you know, like Mayo, like hold the Mayo, like hold the Mayo, hair. really. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just so like, nervous person like practicing what they're going to say to someone they have a crush on um but then later on yeah with courtney and uh and fern courtney makes up the name violet like off the top of the head when dane comes over and then is this like yeah you're violet my violet and does like this thing where she like touches her hand like strokes the palm of her hand yeah and it's just like very uh it's kind of a lot uh, and then yeah, later it's a, on it's a lot a lot yeah later on um i mean it's it's transparently just like creepy by 90s energy yeah. right yeah. um 100 because there's also that scene later on when rebecca gayhart's character i forget her name oh um, right julie Ju- julie yes julie okay uh, which is confusing because julie benz's character is named marcy oh that's uh, right that's also right. julie that's benz so Julie Benz is here, guys. Hey, remember Buffy? Remember Darla? Julie Benz is here. Um, Which, this was in 99? Yeah. She looks way younger than she did in Buffy at the time. I know. Maybe it's vampire makeup or something. I don't know. Um, Mm. Well, she is playing a younger character. True. True, true, true. Um, I guess that's that's a good point at that point, right? Of Buffy? Huh? I guess at that point of Buffy, yeah, she would have been older but yeah anyway 
never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that line too when uh, Julia's like backing Courtney up against the locker and she's like, wow, you're being so aggressive. It turns me on. And it's yep. just like, okay, so we're it's just, so we're just going. Yeah, we're just going for that. Okay. okay. She's an evil bisexual. And also, so this movie makes like so many weird gay jokes that just come out of nowhere. And it also like, I don't know. I feel like there's a read of this movie where Courtney is just a very frustrated, like a very frustrated top who just is really into kink, but has no actual like place to practice mm-hmm. it. So then she kills people. Well, that's not. Well, a she great does read. have a place to practice yeah, it. Yeah, she does. See with her Dane. with her lovely, kind jock boyfriend yes. who is thrilled to deep throat a popsicle. Yeah, for her. God, that's uh, the point. That's, that's like mean. he's happy. He's he's down. He's like at first a little like oh ew gross, that's but then sick. he's into it. Yeah. He's yeah. into it. He's happy. He's happy to blow that popsicle. Yeah, he so, has a beautiful bottom, I guess. It, that is good, I, I suppose. He supports her in yeah. her her career. You know, her, <laughs> her career. He doesn't support her in her career as a murderer, <laughs> but in her career as a pervert, he is supportive. Yes, that part is good. Thank you. Dean, also, yeah, for- this movie doesn't. Uh, it's not like she is a secret murderer, like of multiple. It's not like she's someone who, like in Heather's, is like, well, I guess I'll just start killing people now. Right. That's true. Um, Good point. It's only the one murder, which is kind of, uh, uh, kind of odd. But the whole rest of the movie revolves around basically Julie feeling guilty and like wanting to reveal the truth and Courtney and Marcy obviously not wanting to. And then the tension of Fern being like swayed by the power of being a beautiful person. Um, and uh, yeah, it, then, yeah, we, oh my God, Pam Greer. Uh, okay, what was going on with Pam Greer's costuming in this movie? Because she's like buried under like six different coats, it seems like. Like, I don't know what happened there, but yeah. she just, someone threw a pile of coats on Pam Greer. And then they were like, <laughs> You're a police detective now. That's Vera Cruz. Like, so instead of a bunch of kids in one coat, it's mm-hmm. one adult in a bunch, in a of, bunch coats. of coats. <laughs> which makes you look like a bunch of kids in a coat because it's just kind of weirdly fitting. Right. Uh, and then Pam Greer has that great line about when Carol Kane is like, oh no, it couldn't have been Fern. She's so nice. She's like, it's a crazy world. Or like, what? what is it? Oh, oh, uh, it's about candy. She's like, she was sweet as candy. And like, oh. Pam Greer is like, uh, some of the sweetest candies are as sour as death inside. Which yeah. is just like, she chews that, she just like chews the scenery um, on that line. And I just, that's, why isn't that a fucking meme? Why do we have all like stupid Batman memes and not this? I don't know. That's a very good question. That is. I'm just like, I just want to talk, like, I want to hear about what the entire thought process was behind this movie, <laughs> including the many coats for Pam Greer, right, but also right. like how so psyched they must have been to cast Pam Greer. <laughs> so she seems like she's having fun. She does. Yeah. yeah she seems like she's having fun with it. She, she slams gets... that jawbreaker on the table, yeah. which was in the, which that was, was in the TV commercial. I remember that from the commercial that they showed on MTV. Do you mm-hmm. think that that can't be the same one? Because that's evidence. 
No, right. no, it's not the same one. Okay. Because <laughs> she, she has it because she tastes it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. She wouldn't like taste it if it was out of a dead girl's throat. I mean, uh, I don't think. I, this, considering the other things that happen in this movie, I'm not so sure. Yeah, that's a different like, level of kink. It's just here. bizarre shit. Like, also, I Pam Greer's character is, like, so written to be so credulous because, like, the very first thing that they do when they're like, oh, fuck, we killed our friend. Okay, well, what are we going to do? Because she won't be able to go into school. I know. We'll pretend to be her mom and call in sick for her. And then I will sort of frame some man for raping her by having sex in her bed. Yep. And the police... Not how forensics works. Not how forensic <laughs> works. But also, like, the, uh, do they not put together the fact that, like, huh, it's weird that some woman called claiming to be her mom when, like, this is what happened. Like, uh, they they just almost immediately just blow a huge hole in their, uh, yeah. in their plan. Also, the, the voice she does, this, like... <laughs> The matronly voice. The matronly mom voice. And also, and then it turns out the mom is PJ Souls from Halloween and Rock oh and Roll God. High School. Uh, uh, <laughs> There's no way she talks like that. Uh, oh, God. Again, like, wait, she's casting. like Carrie. Isn't she like. Yeah. Oh, my she's God. She's the mean girl in. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Carrie, of course. Oh, I, so I feel like, honestly, they cast this movie with like genuine, like. 20 some okay the usual 90s thing of like a 28 year old actor playing you know a 16 year old so they did that but they picked like genuinely good actors and then they just picked their favorite fucking like exploitation and horror movie stars and just put them all in the same movie that's yeah. that's what the casting director did and which like good job from, you know the just jeff conway from greece oh, yes. oh my jeff God, conway maybe gay right. dad and he's in this and yeah he watches oprah um, and his child is a follower and he's very upset about that. And, um, it's great. And also, so good. um, <laughs> and also the, they mentioned Greece again, or they mentioned Greece when, uh, what's his name oh. is supposed to have been in Greece twice. And he oh God, quote, right. rocked her world. Oh my that's, God. That is the line I remembered from seeing it. You and when it was coming world. and muted the movie. So I didn't have to. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel that. Although, it's, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say the, the best line I think in the whole movie comes in that scene, not long after, uh, from the pretty boy, uh, who says, and I quote: <clears throat> "Sports and drama are like plaid and stripes; they don't mix." <laughs> right? Yeah, because she's like bragging, like that she's. Uh, cheer captain and also going to be the lead in the play um, because she that? because she showed up and she's blonde and no one knows who she, who she is and so they have and to she has a of, license plate that says bitch which is very powerful yeah <laughs> and parked badly <laughs> I oh god I don't know I feel like people you know a few years ago people got a little upset with Life is Strange the first Life is Strange because it had this unbelievably affected like teen dialogue like teen 90s movie dialogue you watch something like this and it's like no this this is true to the this is true to the art form you know this really was how how teens talked in movies in 1999 apparently so i feel like this is like 
some of this dialogue is even even Joss Whedon might be like, maybe there's too many words in this line. <laughs> like, I don't know if this 17 year old would have this much of like a jaded, sassy attitude. Like, it's a, it's it's really a lot. It's like it's I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, this movie is very try hard and like, oh, yeah. very problematic. But I re- realized something watching this. Part of being try hard is that you're trying hard. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another word for being ambitious. Yeah. And I respect ambition. Yeah. Yeah, I (laughs) I mean, I agree. I actually, I had a great time watching this. Like, I don't think it's like a great movie or even necessarily like a, a terribly coherent one. But I really had fun watching it like I I really enjoyed it I was sitting there laughing and and having a good time and like I I also like its ambition I I do wish it had leaned more into that than just like satirical teen movie again like if this movie was more of the drug trip like Marilyn Manson scene or the or the tripped out morgue scene like more of that shit would have maybe gone a long way in making this less try hard and more did hard? I don't know. Like it, it was really fun in places. It was really wild in places. I think that's a good point. And I wonder how much of it it was like because this got promoted as like a regular, like a normal movie. Yes, for it teens. did. It did. I do remember that. Like I remember it being like, "What a great teen movie! You can go see with your cool friends at the movie theater." Yeah, yeah. So I wonder how much of it was like making this movie for like a mainstream audience mm. made like made them go in a more normal movie direction. Sure. But also I haven't seen this guy's other movies and they seem also similarly marketed. So I don't know. Sure. I, I feel like this and Tammy and the T-Rex should be like a double feature on some like Ooh. deranged teen movie night somewhere. Like bring back drive-in theaters and let's have a truly just fucking deranged, buckwild 90s teen movie night. That movie, by the way, is like Denise Richards' first starring role. And fucking Paul Walker is in that movie as a, a hot young boy. Not young He boy, gets hot eaten by a tiger. <laughs> and then his brain gets put into the body of a robot T-Rex. <laughs> Wait, I'm uh, sorry. Right, I mean, sorry. After, right before he gets eaten by a tiger, uh, he gets into a fight with another guy and their fight devolves into them just grabbing each other's dicks. Yep. And everyone is like standing around minute. cheering. That's in like the first like the five best minutes. Movie ever made. I cannot believe that you haven't seen this movie because I, I think you movie. would love it. It's <laughs> very good. And we're going to do it for, um, yeah. Have we not done okay. it for this show before? I we think haven't. you have done it. Did we? You haven't? No, not for the show. We watched no, it. No, like, we watched it, but, but not I don't for think the we show. did it. Okay. Well, we're going to do it for the show because it's, okay. I'm so you're, excited. You're, you're going to love it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you'd really like it. LB. It just, it just feels like a good LB kind of movie i'm i mean you had me at uh eaten by a tiger a brain put into a robot i mean not a robot <laughs> into a t-rex uh like that's perfect yeah <sighs> yep I'm, I'm yeah i'm like sorry i'm still trying to think about jawbreaker and i'm realizing i just watched this movie and i cannot tell you what order things happened in it mm, yeah that so, is a problem yeah it does meander a bit but i feel like the basic arc is like they accidentally kill her. They make Fern popular. Uh, Fern sort of has a rise to popularity during which time she starts hanging out with the theater guy, but then also 
theater guy and Julie start hanging out because Julie's been excommunicated. Yeah. And they're and dating in his old timing car. They're, they're yeah. dating. Uh, Pam Greer shows up to investigate. And then uh, we find out that Courtney did that whole Marilyn Manson thing to try to get them to arrest this man who this sleazy it's man. like it's just it's just Marilyn Manson wearing like I have one on my desk right now I have one of those like fake mustaches that are just yep. like sticky backed that's what it is like it's not even they didn't <laughs> even try even. to make it look real it's definitely not his mustache and it's definitely not even like a spirit gum style mustache it's oh, like yeah. a felt mustache that someone has stuck on this man's face and said uh look like um what's his name look like adam driver really just got sick and uh (laughs) yeah you know who adam driver is no we don't either because it's 1999 but just like imagine a man that is has that name and just do that except he's just like really ill um yeah and then pretend to have sex with with your girlfriend please he also looks so much like um God, what are the characters in fucking Portlandia? The like oh, Carrie God. Brownstein you mean in Carrie the, Brownstein's uh yeah. like drag costume. Her drag costume. It looks cacao. Exactly like it looks like cacao. It looks like the cacao the, dude. The pullout king. You mean? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I'm the pullout king. That's and what then it is. of course the pullout king is actually Jeff Goldblue. Oh yeah. Well, because he runs the store with the the couches yeah. that pull out yeah no you're yeah. you're right yeah you're right oh my god lb just put a picture sorry for here. making anyone think of fred armison by the way i know i'm sorry it just that ugh, fucking looks just like that character. no that is yeah I'm sorry the oh, sorry, i'm just staring at this Marilyn Manson now this look. this is just and it's weird too because he's like not wearing the makeup or anything right he just looks like a normal creepo with a fake mustache on. Like, and the fact that she, oh my God, that whole scene when Courtney is like trying to basically say like, oh yeah, no, uh, she went to like these bars to sleep with men. Um, Strange And it's like, just like the most depraved bar that has like never existed. Called Girl Talk? Is that what it's called? It's full of yes. sleazy men. And it's full of sleazy dudes. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the bar where high school girls go when they want to fuck Marilyn Manson. I mean, <laughs> which, like, I mean, if it did exist, I'm sure it would be a thing. But what? Like, how come? Who? Yeah. How? Um, and, uh... I mean, I'm glad I didn't see this when I was 15 because 15-year-old Danielle thought Marilyn Manson was kind of hot. And this would we have all like... Did. Yeah, we, we all did, right? Can we be honest here? Like, at the time, he was kind of hot. He was hot to like anybody who had like any any queerness, I feel like, any drop of queerness or sure, any yeah. queer affinity. He it was, like, was hot. <laughs> was... Uh, the first time I saw Marilyn Manson on MTV, I was with my mom again. And yeah. I was like, this is cool. And my mom scoffed, said, this is so derivative. Oh, my God. What? Like, he's, he's trying to do it with Bowie? Yeah. I was just like, Bowie, just like, I don't know, whatever New York 80s shit she used to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not that cool, I guess. I was our Bowie. And you know what? You know what Bowie never did? Yeah. Removed his own ribs so he could suck yes. his own dance? Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> you know who yeah, else? Yeah, you know David who Bowie else never, never did, did that. that. Here, right? don't say Mar- don't say Marilyn Manson because I don't need this. Illusion. No, he did it. He definitely did it. Yeah, he definitely yeah. did it. Who, He's also who not Paul it? from the Wonder Years. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely thought Marilyn Manson was cool, even though I, I was like, oh. I I definitely know someone who hung out with him though and the impression was (laughs) unfavorable. Not great. (laughs) Not awesome. It was just one of those cases of like, hey, do you want to listen to my new record? (laughs) Oh, good. uh, (laughs) Not really. You saw this, right? You saw this moment, this like incredibly important moment. Yeah. In history, yeah. what the fuck that I posted? Wait, what is oh my! Was Kesha, Kesha, and Alex Wolf from uh-huh. Hereditary went to the premiere of the Nicolas Cage movie uh, Colorado Space. Oh my fucking! God. And I guess they like picked up Nicolas Cage and Marilyn Manson. Wait, is that Marilyn Manson? That's Marilyn Manson. That's Marilyn Manson. Oh my yeah. god! What happened? He looks like he's dressed. Time. He's dressed. No, no, no. But he's not just saying he looks old. It's like he's dressed like a theater kid yeah. or something. Like. Yeah. With the news he had and the vest, the vest with the fucking stripes. No, like, I know, I know how he looks now, but it's just like a whack ass look. My guy, Nicholas oh, Cage's wow. look though, fucking rips. Yeah, this yes. leopard like, print collared studded leather jacket. Are you fucking kidding he wore me? His movie premiere. It's so cool. That rips. That rules. Also, yeah, <clears throat> and they no, went to Alec, Pacific Dining Car. Alex Wolf. I'm so happy for Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf's oh fit God. here. The floral uh, jacket, very nice. Living the dream. I wish get, I get could it, Alex Wolf. I wish I could do this with my life. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> Jordan says he's dressed like Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh my oh, fucking no. god! You're right. Oh Christ! That's fucked up. Oh, oh no! Oh my god! I. You know what though? The energy that's here in these photos is a very jawbreaker energy. Like. Like this is updated. what Jawbreaker wanted to be, yeah. Yeah, updated. This is but like, like a less cursed Jawbreaker to me. This is maybe what Jawbreaker should have been. Is this. <laughs> just, I mean, hey, that's like why didn't you guys like just make this instead? <laughs> just make. Just make. Would this. you rather go to Girl Talk bar full of sleazy dudes, <laughs> or go to the Vista Theater in Los Feliz for the uh, premiere of Colorado Space, where you? Alex Wolf, the star of Hereditary, meet up with your new best friend Kesha, and and are, are like, let's go to Pacific Dining Car for steaks. <laughs> Nicholas Cage and Ray Manson. I'm amazed oh, by all of this. They, yeah, so we're looking at pictures of these four people just wasted at a steak oh, restaurant. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and it's just like very pure yeah, drunk people good. energy. This is this is excellent. Yeah, I'm glad I was obsessed this. with this for like a few hours when it happened. Is this like, like super recent? Oh, this was the. I mean, it was pre-Corona. Colorado okay. Space uh, it was, was like uh, February, last... maybe. Oh, okay. I thought Colorado Space was last year, but oh, okay, last year. Oh, maybe it was last year. Well, no, it was January. Okay, all right. So it's it's 2020, but 2020 has been as we know, a longer than usual year. So it's cool. It's cool that this is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have any uh, other favorite <laughs> lines? I, I just want to ask, are we missing any of the great lines here? We got the candy one. We got the drama and sports one. 
Um, I think Let we got see. all the like. Um, you're my Violet. Yes. yes. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, hand, the hand touch. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh. Um, never send a rose unless dyed black is the warning, and if one is sent to you, destroy it along with the sender. Emotionally, of course. It's not like we kill people on purpose. <laughs> faces on that line also that's another one of those fucking <laughs> what a joke because it's of course rose mcgowan uh-huh, saying uh-huh. the line so yep um uh, oh i mean food's cool and all it tastes good and you need it to live but the mere act of eating involves thoughts of digestion flagellation defecation even shall we say complexion defection <laughs> uh which is when Courtney is explaining that they never eat at lunch. They do eat, but not at public, not in public at school because yeah. they don't want to be seen as mortal, which also they're like pop culture references are so uh-huh. weird. Like yeah. they talk about kids with, they like refer to these eating disorder girls as the Karen Carpenter table. Oh yeah. Yes. Content warning not... there too, but yeah. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Content warning. We'll, we'll put it in. But yeah. But like, that's such a, not a thing. I mean, I don't think ni- like teenagers in 1999 were making Karen Carpenter jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That seemed weird. <laughs> yeah. Again, I keep strange. thinking this is an earlier movie than it is. And I keep thinking that even though I know better now, I'm still doing it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Carpenter died in 83 right yeah so like uh uh-huh like (laughs) very odd um also yeah just real quick while this movie is like one of the worst offenders i've ever seen of um having like near people who are nearly in their 30s or sometimes in their 30s playing high schoolers yeah and uh, i think there are like a bunch of reasons for that and it's just really weird though. Like, (laughs) I think that's part of why I would watch movies like this as a kid and be like, wow, I can't wait to be like grown up and in high school and get to like have autonomy and make my own decisions. It's like, (laughs) and be 28 and be 28. High schoolers don't look like, like high schoolers are still children. Um, And definitely movies like this have contributed to some not so great, uh, perceptions around high I feel like this is so over the top that it's like yeah. obvious oh no this like one the, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like the boyfriend with the goatee and like everybody has tattoos that like don't look new yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean dan I is this, like a 35 year old calvin klein model or something right. like it's 100%. just ridiculous yeah. but he was on buffy too apparently really Erickson, i think yeah, Ethan Erickson. Who was he? Is he like a part? Is he like a military boy? Let's see. Who was he? Let's see. Let's see. So he's uh, either he, one he of... was like being tutored by uh, Willow. I think he was a jock. He was Percy oh, West. Oh, Percy West. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always playing a jock in high school, apparently. Oh I mean, wait, he's well into his thirties. Yeah. He was apparently cast as Britney Spears' love interest in her video for Radar. Uh, wow, I do not remember that song. What a career. Yeah. He's also and apparently CSI he's been in a lot of TV. Yeah, he's month. been in a lot of TV, looks like. Um, oh, John dies jock. at the end? I love that movie. <laughs> he's the jock sca- uh, vampire Willow scares. I don't know why my alarms keep going off. I'm really sorry. Oh, it's okay. He's the jock that vampire Willow scares when they do the like switcheroo oh, episode. Oh yeah. Right, and then right, he's like, right. I'll be good. I'm sorry. I'll be he's good. Like, I'm so sorry. You're so sexy. It's scary. I'll study. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
I did all my homework, ma'am. And then she's like, oh, wow, maybe it is good to have a vampire doppelganger who's also a scary bisexual. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Wow. Good for what a fucking career. You know what? Good for him. Good for Eric Erickson. Or sorry, yeah, just... Ethan Erickson. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's basically his name. Eric Erickson Dane. <laughs> like, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Good. Good for you, though, dude. And also, like. Hey, I kind of liked him because he was, again, he was a wrestler, so that's a great sport. And also, he definitely, like, um, was down for some kink. He was down for, like, being supportive. And and then he was also, like, had a, a slight backbone, I suppose, at the end uh, with not condoning murder. So, like, Dane might be one of the better uh, human beings in this fucking train wreck of human beings, like, parade here. I guess Human Pam Green train wreck parade. Yeah, train wreck parade. I don't know. I like that. Uh, I think Jawbreaker is perhaps a train wreck parade, uh, but an enjoyable one on in a lot of levels. Very sure. bright colors. Yeah, yeah. Good to look at. I mean, I feel like I could get most of what I got out of this movie in a Tumblr gift set. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. But I can't deny. That is a movie that I watched and enjoyed a lot of. Yeah. Even if it was baffling. Yeah. Pacing wise. And also, I guess it's also just baffling. It's like, I saw this when I was nine. That's it's kind of wild to me, actually. And there <laughs> is a reason why I didn't like buy this on VHS, which I would off which I did with like Cruel Intentions, for example. Mm-hmm. Which um, also, was that the same year? Uh yes, it was. 99. Okay. Gotcha. Um, what a time I had at the movie. Honestly, <laughs> what well, what a time to be a teenage i feel like there are not this many i mean obviously right now everything's really fucking weird and streaming is different but like it feels like there are not that many movies about teenagers in high school that come out every year as there were in like 98 99 well i feel like tv like okay like tv's different have we wouldn't have like riverdale and pretty little liars and stuff like those are both yeah like jawbreaker walked so those tv shows could run you're absolutely (laughs) right yes 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 like i think like if a riverdale fan would i think really enjoy jawbreaker yes yeah uh i agree um yeah i do we have any other thoughts on jawbreaker are there any other thoughts to have on jawbreaker the ending kind of fizzled out a little i thought that kind of oh, yeah. was a little bleh. for like yeah, how fucking okay. buck wild this movie was like, the ending was just kind of it's done oh. um okay so this is a baffling choice to me this is like the <laughs> the wildest part of a pretty wild movie uh they're basically their whole plan to like expose courtney is to they find out that like they ha- she had like a talking um uh, Greeting card, like a birthday card. Um, yeah. Chekhov's birthday card. Yeah, Liz had Chekhov's <laughs> birthday card that had recorded a line on her last birthday when they pranked her. But then it accidentally records Courtney saying that she killed her. And so their plan is to broadcast that at the prom, like basically broadcast her confession at the prom. And uh, when that happens, we get Courtney kind of staggering off stage to Frank Sinatra's Young at Heart, which yeah. is just, there are just no other way to say it. Just a completely insane choice. Like, I, 
like a <laughs> monkey just picked yes. a song at random because it doesn't work. Like it doesn't fit anything. It's like, uh, it's slow motion. It's playing this like song that I think of as a song from like a margarine commercial. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. How? Yeah. Who? It's just not a it's, good choice. It's just it's just like weird and kind of boring. And like, oh, did you get the license to use a big song? So you just felt like you had to use it. Otherwise, the soundtrack is actually yeah. The soundtrack is awesome. great. Otherwise, yeah. you've got the Donnas who actually show up in the movie. That's right. Who I yeah. totally uh, didn't recognize at first, and that's on me. And I apologize <laughs> to the Donnas. <laughs> Yeah, what it else? seems like as something like a choice as like some suit would make. Like, oh, mm. wouldn't it be fucked up if this song played this part? Because it doesn't right. fit the aesthetic of the rest of the movie. And it doesn't even fit like the kitschy retro aesthetic of the rest of the movie. Like, you have these moments where everybody looks like a weird, fucked up Scooby Doo character, right? But like, that's not the same retro aesthetic. So it seems like it's it seems like yeah, some suit or executive. That's my headcanon. Yeah, some executive yeah. was like, oh, wouldn't it be fucked up if this song played here? And they're like, okay, I guess you're the boss. You're in charge. I guess you wrote the check. All right. Yeah. It's- sure. You can have your Frank Sinatra song when we, we wanted like, you know, something cooler. They would also, <laughs> they would probably still be tonally like, oh, wouldn't this be fucked up if this played right now? But in like a more fun, campy way. Yeah. Okay. But like, other- this seems like a straight person decision. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a straight person decision. Um, <laughs> other, uh, yeah, other artists on the soundtrack: Letters to Cleo, Fuck Edna yeah. Swap, Shampoo, uh, The Scorpions, uh, Grand Mal. Just a lot of like really good '90s, yeah, like alt rock poppy shit. Extremely yeah. good. I was Baruch definitely Assault like, is yes, uh, yeah, yeah that's the opening something. scene. That's the opening. Yeah, I, I was. That's, I think, honestly, the soundtrack goes a long way in why I had such a good time watching this. Yeah. Other than, like, oh, yeah, it's for just, sure. like, a yeah. funny, like, wild fucking thing, right? But, like, I was definitely, like, yeah! I was doing the old lady thing of, like, yeah, this is what it was like when I was in high school. Like, bopping around a little bit. Um, it, was, it was really good. That part of this is so good. Oh, but yeah, fizzles out a little bit at the end. Like a jawbreaker without, I don't know. A jawbreaker and some <laughs> a dissolved, A dissolved jawbreaker. <laughs> I don't know. Like a jawbreaker and acid. Ooh, LB, I knew it. I knew <laughs> you'd have something acid. for that. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, uh, L, uh, it's not LB, sorry. Uh, Jordan is asking us to review Jawbreakers the Candy. Um, Bad. I'm not the biggest fan. Honestly, also because as an EMT, that is such a fucking choking hazard. You don't want that in your Mm. throat, you know? They do make, they being uh, some sex toy company, they does make a jawbreaker ball gag. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That has like a million warnings on it. Sure, Uh, sure, sure. That's fair. Okay. That seems like it's much smaller than. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like it's also though it's a disgusting candy. It, it tastes bad. Yeah, it looks. Ca- I mean, like it, its best use is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure, I this did love the titles. I, I, 
I oh, did yeah, genuinely so cool. love the titles with all the like, like I said, funky n- textures. Yeah. Yeah. 90s Tumblr aesthetic post. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. That was fun. <sighs> Jawbreaker. Thank you for being you, I guess. Oh, I actually do also have to shout out uh, yeah. the Rose McGowan silver hair bondage. Oh, she has her like sure. updo in like a bondage cage. Oh my God. Home? Yeah. Yeah. What? I've never seen that look before. That looks, it's bananas to me. Yeah. Um, that look, and also shout out to Julie Benz's crimped hair at the prom, mm-hmm, because I've mm-hmm. seen like a lot of crimped hair and I've done my Buffy rewatches and like yeah. seen the seen some crimps. And that is the best I've, that's the best crimps I've seen in oh, the history yeah. of the 90s crimps. Fuck um, Or turn of the millennium crimps. Like out, like knocked out of the park, beautiful like looks cool looks actually cool and not just like can't be nostalgic well done sure uh hair and makeup department god yeah yeah just the looks like every character's looks like the goth kids in the background and like it just like the amount of effort that was put into things like that i can forgive a terrible script if like you know, background goth number five looks as good as background goth number five looks. Honestly, yeah. Apparently, uh, Vicky Barrett is the costume designer uh, who drew on 80s and 50s era fashion trends blended with fetishistic elements like lycra skirts all in bright candy-like colors to evoke the jawbreaker. Thank you, Great job. Wikipedia. And thank you, Vicky Barrett, who did their job very well here. <laughs> well done, Vicky. Yeah, good job, Vicky. But yeah, Merit, what do, you, what do you give the Jawbreaker candy out of 10? I don't even remember the last time that I had one. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I was disgusting. never. Yeah, they're not great. I mean, yeah, why? Why do they exist? There's no reason. Um, zero out of 10. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Great. Everybody yeah. gets. I think you're all right and then hating those candies and liking this movie. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Like like the movie Hate the Candy, liked Rose McGowan, disliked, I don't know. I do, song. but yeah. The, <laughs> I, okay, as stupid as the ending thing of like taking the photos of Rose McGowan's crying face and then it fading into the like yearbook picture, like ending yearbook yeah spread like it's so stupid but like a high school quote about what is a friend yeah yeah (laughs) it's so stupid but like again like tumblr aesthetic post like it's kind of cool yeah i get why they did that i get like i i can imagine the moment of somebody being like yo wouldn't it be cool if this is the ending like whoa and uh they did it the guys the director and writer is from the valley so he definitely would have said it like that okay yeah, that's yeah. the last thing I, I wanted to ask before we probably close things up. How how LA accurate is this, LB? I mean, as somebody who went to high school in LA, yeah, this was not accurate. <laughs> uh, um, okay, in terms like the most accurate thing was a high school girl had sex with Marilyn Manson. Sure. In sure, that, sure. like, yeah. uh, there was yeah. a girl and there was a senior who was dating a guy from the band who did the theme song for the OC. <laughs> God. But that was only because her, like, but that was because she met him through like her music family or something. Okay. Okay. Sure. Like I it mean, is, yeah, that's still it wasn't kind of illegal though, isn't it? 
Well, she was 18. Oh, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. She was a senior. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she was a senior. Gotcha. Uh, she was like an early birthday. Um, gotcha. Okay. I feel better about laughing about that now. <laughs> yeah. Now that I know this very crucial team. Uh, nobody had a convertible with a bitch license plate because you can't get a license plate that says bitch on it. it right. That's illegal. Right. Um, and also nobody knew who anybody was at my high school because it was too big. Sure, sure, sure. That's the okay. real thing that, that yeah. makes it makes any like LA high school movie kind of fall apart. How many kids? Nobody were, knows each other. Were like in your class? Like how many? Like in my graduating class? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like over a thousand. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan's saying he had like two hundred sixty kids. I probably had like yeah. So around 300 so yeah for sure yeah no graduation took fucking forever it was a nightmare <laughs> that sucks well everybody yeah anyways i took that sounds like a, a bit of a nightmare <laughs> it's fine yeah we, we it's it's over at least you got uh, to watch jurassic park you know that's, that's something. true that's true <laughs> at least i got to watch jurassic park at the school uh, well thank you for revisiting this camp yeah. i can't think we can call it a camp classic i think we can mm-hmm. yeah i think it has Thank enough going it. on in it that it's worth it's absolutely worth watching if you're in kind of the right mood for it for sure yeah, yeah. it's also like you know if you're with the right group of like sicko friends and you want to just like put on a movie in the background while you're having like a like a you know brightly colored candy party yes those candy parties that you have. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Just for the vibe. Just for the vibe. Yeah, I get that. You can kind of, like, pay attention a little bit and then get distracted. And you won't really know what's going on. But you wouldn't really know what's going on if you were paying attention anyways. So. Exactly. It all washes out. <sighs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that does it. Um, where... We hope you enjoyed your cinematic journey with us, listeners. Um, Be sure to rate and review our podcast. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Tell a friend. We get all kinds of things by word of mouth. That's (laughs) how so many things in life are spread. Yes. You can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. Instagram at Fanbyte. TikTok on Fanbyte. And of course, at fanbyte.com. You can watch our many amazing, brilliant, beautiful streams on <laughs> twitch.tv slash fanfight. And uh, thank you to Merit and Danielle for watching this movie with me. Thank yeah. you to Jordan Mallory for producing. And I don't know what are these links at the end that say fanbite.casa and bongodingus.com. Is it, that's for our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Let me oh. put that that's our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> what are these what the actual fuck is this <laughs> shit right here? Yeah. <laughs> That's if you want to come chat in the Discord with, with our your dear friends, your dear Fanbite family. <laughs> yeah, you can chat with us at <laughs> Good. So cool, that's all for this week. Do it like I, do it. And I'm going to just say again, you do, in fact, love to see it. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.